play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Howdy, folks, and welcome into episode four of Commissioner's Corner, podcast focused on the League of Ordinary Gentlemen fantasy football group of gentlemen that have been friends since, I don't know, decade plus. Tonight, second show of the week. Super excited to be joined by, by two of your uh, favorites of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen, that's for sure. I'll start with the loudest member of the group, 100%, undoubtedly. It's Paul the Prophet Sheffield. He's the notorious trash talker that you hear about often. Doesn't usually back it up with his play, no, but never. we are super excited to have him here tonight, Paul. How you doing heading into, oh, sorry, Thursday night. So obviously we got the game on here muted in the background. Sorry if we're a little distracted. But Paul, how are you feeling with football starting here Thursday night? Oh, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> all, all I hope is that I have, uh, have a few more wins this year, I guess is what I'll start with. All you have to do is get three, and yep. you're, you're accomplishing that yep. goal. It's basically <laughs> one field goal. If I get one field goal, right. it's one field goal equivalent. Luckily, we are also joined tonight with a, a fellow who knows an awful lot about losing himself. Oh. That is one Derek Mr. Rock Sanger, a staple of the Commissioner's Corner podcast in the 2018 season. He's back for the 2019 campaign. Derek Packers, Bears on the TV. You've been jumping around already, showing us those famous D-Rock antics. How you feeling with the 2019 season officially underway? Kamish Khan, <laughs> I'm just going to go go ahead and start off by saying what a pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, we love having Week you. Week one, just making a fucking exclamation point going into the season. <laughs> I just really want, I'm really happy to be here. I feel like the pod has just been like missing out on me, honestly. <laughs> You've been the like, missing link. Yeah, because I've been, been I've been, I've been missing. Yeah, because I've been missing a few of the past <laughs> ones for sure. But, um, anyways, yeah, what a time to be alive. We're sitting here, game one, week one. I like honestly like can't I've even like think of one single complaint besides that Paul smells kind of bad. True. Um, other than that, you know, as Randall's uh, team name tells us, oh boy, Paul stinks. Yeah, exactly. Just, th- just thinking on the spread, what do we think Derek's over under is this season for wins? Like one and a half? Or? Oh wow! What the, the guy with two Christ. last year throwing out his spread? You for literally you, Derek. just said you liked my team like two pods yeah, ago. I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Well, oh my! Now that I'm here, you're not gonna be nice. Before we get too contentious here and uh, start throwing hands, I want to get into uh, guys who swapped a pair of hands. Kyle, George. You heard him on a Monday or Tuesday's pod, and Cooper Sprunk swapped a blockbuster deal early, Huge early trip. Wednesday. Or I mean, sorry, late Wednesday night. Uh, Cooper Sprunk sends Michael Thomas and Anthony Miller over to Kyle in return for Adam Thielen, OJ Howard, Paul. What were your instant reactions upon seeing names like Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas swapping teams uh, before the season even gets underway here? Yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge proponent of preseason trading in general, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think why I was just up in arms about it so much is just because it's the rich getting richer. And not to say it wasn't a bad trade on Cooper's end. I think both teams were successful in the trade. Uh, Kyle's team was already pretty scary, and I think it just made it that much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Derek, did you have any thoughts on what Cooper could have been thinking in that deal? Grabbing a more consistent tight end in OJ Howard and only really sacrificing, I mean, a nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody, but not a huge piece in Anthony Miller, it's safe to say. Also giving up superstar Michael Thomas, Cooper preaching consistency is the reasoning for this deal, grabbing Adam Thielen, OJ Howard. Do you think consistency will be the result for Cooper's team in 2019? Honestly, yeah, I thought it was a very fair trade straight up going into it. I know who was it that people thought like kind of got screwed over. I think people didn't like it for Cooper initially, but it sounds like after multiple conversations around the league, it seems like the league has cooled a little bit on that take, understanding that Cooper might have had some a, a little more thought than initially appeared when we read the names in the deal. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Just it's kind of scary, in my opinion. If I were Cooper, it'd be kind of scary losing Michael Thomas. Like if I was like sitting in his shoes. Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just like the fact that Adam Thielen's done what he's done in the past. I feel like it's just like I should. I wouldn't be that worried for him. I, right. As a as a owner of Michael Thomas last year, I was actually kind of the one that was talking because I was trying to trade for Michael Thomas earlier in the year, and I was even telling Cooper that. Michael Thomas wasn't my favorite person to have on my fantasy team because of the inconsistency. I think he had like two 30-plus games last year, but he also had a couple games where he had like three, four points. Um, And then again, from Cooper's perspective, having Thielen essentially be a huge part of the reason that Cooper even came close to being a playoff contending team last year. There's some there's some love factor. But I think that's fine. Like yeah. I, 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 you want to like your fantasy team. Like I think that's a huge factor. And if you like rooting for Thielen because he showed you success in the past, I feel like that that's a val- that's like a value that you can't really. And in a weird way, there's some there's some fantasy football energy to where that ends up paying yep. off somehow, some way. Having that true passion for the guys on your team somehow seems to result in W's. Um, We'll see if that seems to be the same case for Cooper uh, heading into this campaign. But one other thing I wanted to focus on considering recent news is one waiver wire pickup or something within the recent activity that you both noted kind of caught your eyes that didn't involve your own team. Someone maybe a key pickup you liked for week one starting or maybe even just in addition to the bench for later in the year that you notice someone grabbed that in hindsight you might have taken a shot on paul starting with you on this one yeah i I said this before the podcast i i was already pretty hot in singletary and just uh missed it right between when you dropped it and when uh he got he got the starting role Uh, i'm pretty bummed about that but i think that's going to be a really good pick for john uh because i think he's a high in flex to a potential RB2 if uh, if Buffalo is actually kind of legit this year. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a good point overall. I just think I'm not trusting Buffalo I agree. personally. I, I, don't, agree. I don't love that. I mean, I, I held on to him for a second. I don't love the Buffalo offense, but I do think they could scrape together a couple wins, and if you're contending, there's always a good shot. Those are the guys you want in your team late in the season. Having the number one running back, though, on a team that's even not – not good right. as your last guy on the bench. Not a bad, not a bad place to be. for. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And, and in every week consideration, if he's yep. getting the amount of workload that a starting running back should, uh, Derek, was there something in your recent activity that stuck out? Um, well, yeah, I don't know. It was about, I want to say like a, a week and a ha- half ago, something like that. So, um, I, I want to say it was Kyle. I'm not 100% sure. I, I think it was him that picked up Duke Johnson. Yeah, that was Kyle. That yeah, was Kyle. okay. Yeah, because I was actually the one. This is why I wanted to say it because I was the dumbass that dropped him in the first place. Ooh. Because not yeah. surprising well, during gee, the dude, trade talks. Well, it was like it was obviously before Lamar got hurt. Classic and rocks move, dude. What do you mean you didn't know that Lamar was gonna get hurt? Classic like he was gonna get hurt. Rocks, dude. What do you mean if if he if Lamar was actually playing, I Duke would have done nothing on that team. I feel like no, you're right. It was just a classic rocks move. Yeah, all but like okay, well, it would have been a classic Paul move if it happened to you. It didn't happen to me. All right, let's go ahead. And move <laughs> on. This is the kind of banter you can only get on a Thursday nights between Rocks and uh, the Prophet. Unreal. Um, <laughs> the move that stuck out to me actually didn't come via the waiver wire. It came from a uh, team name switch. That being <laughs> yes. Tyler Bagenstoss finally settling on uh, his squad's name. From the classic pay Le'Veon, which, of course, never happened as Tyler held on to Le'Veon Bell watching his contract eat away eight or nine weeks before dealing him to Jack. Um, he, he goes to the redemption bell, but the classic reason I'm bringing this up here is he didn't like that one. Like we were talking about, <laughs> there's energy behind loving your team. There's energy behind loving your team name. And what we're seeing here is Tyler finding the absolute perfect fit. Sure, he could have settled for the 12, but no, that foot's an 11 and a half, and he's getting the shoe he wants. In this case, that golden slipper um, ends up being Tyreek Hill's daycare service. So a little bit of color commentary on some of his roster's offseason issues there by Tyler Bagenstoss wins him my most interesting most interesting recent activity of the week. Um, More interesting than Randall going from... Paul Lutz, Haley Stackley. Yeah, uh, a, I, a very subtle, very subtle change. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was hoping exactly. someone else would. <laughs> yeah. So no, I didn't say that. Randall goes from Paul Lutz, Haley Stackley, um, before he ends up on. Oh boy, Paul stinks. 
Of course, I didn't. I went with Tyler in this case because Haley Stackley has been played out by our own co-host here tonight, Derek Sanger, I believe, last year in the consolation playoffs. Yeah, it feels great. Honestly, it was a great idea, and I feel the rebound. Randy, I don't blame you. Yeah, and so that's why I didn't go with uh, Randall's move there, but still love it. Still love it. Nonetheless, he's trying to get in your head, and from what I can see, it's working with those beads of sweat rolling down your forehead here. Okay, so for our next segment, um, what we're introducing tonight is we're planning on drafting based on the available players on the waiver wire. We're just going to do a typical ESPN starting fantasy lineup worth of players. Our draft pool, again, being those still available Thursday night on the waiver wire. Hope here is to give some insight on players available that might be spot start fill-ins as injuries start to rack up <clears throat> Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey for myself. <laughs> so this this exercise might be very helpful for my own squad as I am in disarray heading into the opening weekend here. Um, tonight, I'm going to give Paul the Prophet Sheffield the first pick as he had the worst record in the league last year, so he earned it. Um, Paul, you can pick any position out of the ESPN starting or standard starting lineup. Uh who on the waiver wire would you go with as your first selection this week? Uh, and this is bias, obviously, because if I was drafting it for my own team, I only have one quarterback, so I'm going to go with a quarterback first as like who I'd pick for my roster. Uh, I like Josh Allen. Uh, interesting thing to say, but um, at the end of last season, the literal only quarterback that had scored more fantasy points from him for the last, I think, week plus if fantasy went two weeks longer was um was what's his face for the chiefs why am i blinking on his name patty mahomes thank you gosh i mean dang. the, the yeah. league mvp the league mvp yeah, the sorry league MVP. me and derek are standing here in disarray yeah. that paul could not nail the uh, nfl mvp yep. but it's okay. we got there yeah we got but, there but Again, Josh Allen, just because... I like that, and yeah. he showed a lot of promise towards the end of last season, like you just noted. I mean, he his arm obviously unlocks a lot of possibilities down the field, and I think um, a generally not, not, expl- not explosive offense, I'm missing a word there, um, there... I think this could be a season where their defense actually provides them the ball so many times that we see Josh Allen in his second year find a little bit of comfortability and maybe find a little rhythm, get them more to the middle of the pack in terms of total offense by year's end. Um, That along with Singletary out of the backfield now taking over that starting spot. I like having rookies who have something to prove uh, in your starting lineup is with that mix of veterans especially a full veteran defense pretty much returning the full defense from last season um which ranked in the top i think they're seventh overall to end last year so i like that take i think josh allen could be poised to not not explode onto the fantasy scene but definitely take a giant leap forward towards being a consistent play yeah um you know spot start guy kind of yeah and again if you have like one of those eight or nine number quarterbacks it's not bad to have a backup like josh allen right and now on the clock, Derek Sanger with the second selection in the waiver wire draft for week one. Here we go. All right, so let me go <laughs> ahead and dive in here. Um, I He actually is a big-time sleeper, even for a player who's not who hasn't even been picked up yet. He's like, I want to say, number seven or eight down on the receiver section. But, uh, um, but Hunter Renfro, sorry. Okay, Connor was like saying I was not being loud enough. <laughs> uh, but Hunter Renfro, honestly, like the kid, yeah, he's been on hard knocks and shit, and I've been like watching that, and yeah, like it's kind of fun like watching him because he's like pretty sick. With AB out of the lineup, though, I mean, he's yeah, going to see exactly. some opportunity that's, in that's week why. one. Yeah, that's where I was going. So I definitely like him. So if anyone's kind of looking for a receiver, go ahead and get my inside scoop there. Hunter Renfro, okay, I like that. Um, me personally, I'm sticking with the receiver too to kind of end out our one and two receiving core. I'm going with Adam Humphreys. He he produced all year last year on Tampa Bay, and and I see Marcus Mariota being in a little bit of a trouble with Ryan Tannehill breathing down his neck as a second string quarterback. I see Marcus Mariota being kind of the check down guy we've seen him be throughout his whole career. He's going to be using the legs, and he's going to be looking for a slot quite often. I see that being uh, Adam Humphreys being the benefactor in that situation, excuse me, and maybe not pulling down a touchdown, but within our half-point PPR setup, I think he could be a really effective spot start, especially against strong cornerback uh, 
Leighton defenses because the middle of the field tends to open up a little bit in terms of coverage, and Humphreys has shown the ability to get open despite his team's lack of offense in Tampa Bay the last couple of years could be in a similar situa- situation with Tennessee this year. Uh, Adam Humphreys, third selection for me in our waiver wire draft. And with that, back to Paul Sheffield at the top of the draft. So far, one quarterback, two wide receivers off the board, two running backs, flex, tight end, defense, kicker left. So, didn't love any of the running backs that I looked on my first glance. It's been a it's a yeah, rough week for it, running backs. Yeah. Trust me, I've been looking. Okay, so hopefully I'm going to leave that to you guys, and I'm just going to go oh, for my flex. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> um, I'll be a little biased. I've I've liked him all off season, and I'm even more hot on him now. But I think DK Metcalf could be a really good pickup for the Seahawks. Yeah, already. I was kind of trying to keep him quiet, but I know. it's fine. Yeah, I was surprised as low as he it. was, um, but. He's on 63% of rosters, so I feel like... He was he, bound to get picked yeah, up. Yeah, so I'm excited about him. I think he could be a really good pickup for the Seahawks, um, especially well, if Seattle hopefully decides to throw a little bit more. Please well, throw a little bit more. And now with Doug Baldwin out of the equation, obviously, yep. it's kind of a toss-up for... We would expect Tyler Lockett to be the one, but really there's a ton of receptions to be had, and, and to see where Russ ends up distributing those DK Metcalf seems like a great option um, Derek, that, that swings the draft right back to you here. Uh, we are on our fifth pick. All the all our skill positions have been taken except running back. So you got both running back slots, tight end, defense, and a kicker to choose from. Give the people a good one here, D-Sang. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, fill up that tight end spot. You Jeez. Know. <laughs> um, Just leave me with running to me. back, dude. <laughs> But uh, anyways, I, I was looking kind of down pick? the list, you know, now, now that Dak's feeling comfortable and all that, um, you know, Jason Witten, he's got something to prove, like coming back from reporting, he knew he sucked ass too. I think I just accidentally pressed a button on this mic. Am I still on? Okay. Let's forget I even said that. But yeah, Jason Witten, like, oh my God, he's got something Straight to prove. Straight rocks. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ, Paul, you don't need to be like that. Um, but yeah, sorry. They keep interrupting me with like really, really. Okay. So Jason, okay, Witten. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. yeah, Jason, Witten. I just feel like it, it's a no doubter that he's at least going to have, he's at least going to have two touchdowns. I think this is a trash. He's going to have two touchdowns. I'm not coming at you. I'm, let I'm me go ahead and Tyler. throw Let me go to Vegas and throw that down for two 20, touchdowns for, for $20,000. All right. Well, after 30 minute description, let me just tell you, you're <laughs> okay, dead wrong, sorry, dead sorry wrong there because <laughs> Jason Witten is as close we are as close as we can get to watching a corpse on the football field <laughs> i mean as dude don't you think NFL. he's like i mean come on he's been playing there for so long and he yeah he's been old like he, he's been old the last like four years and he's still been pretty dominant at least like scoring a touchdown like every other game i feel like oh my god you're calling out every other game i dare you to check his last season yeah, stats i think thing. he was uh waddling out to about four yards and praying to god he could go down <laughs> before someone hit him i don't know he's just played so long i feel like all the years is kind of like hey it was your it's your selection yeah. we're going jason Witten at number <laughs> right, five there. Um, sorry i i completely zoned out that entire time i just knew whatever derek said would be such oh a cold god. take oh, my bad oh my god. there's we go we got some well dude i'm talking about tight ends i literally like didn't even know i was supposed to go up again until jimmy graham has down. 10 and a half point or yeah jimmy graham has 10 and a half points yeah but we were di- already talking about that we can't play we can't pick anyone that's playing right now no you can you, no you, we can't we already talked about that okay okay well, fine all right well if you can then obviously i'm gonna pick jimmy graham You've been muted. And (laughs) with the sixth pick, I'm going to go ahead and go with Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay running back. Reason being is I I think he's going to actually get the lead share of the carries in Tampa Bay. And with rumors of their offense uh, looking a little bit better with Bruce Arians, I would love to see how their running backs come into play. Um, I'm not saying he's a go ahead and start him right away, but maybe someone you grab and stash on your bench for a couple weeks to see if he can win over a bulk of those carries. And if so, I think Bruce Arians is the key here. Him having so much success in his past um, in the NFL as an O coordinator and then a head coach with Carson Palmer and Fitz in Arizona. I I think he's got the magic to kind of rub off on Jameis, Mike Evans, and um, that Tampa Bay offense. So I I might grab a piece of that, see what happens in the first couple weeks, see if Ronald uh, Jones ends up paying dividends in our first waiver wire drafted running back selection spot. But don't sleep on Jason Witten. 
Okay, Derek, and with that, go to Paul. I actually thought that was a great pick, but then I Thank remember you. then I remembered Melvin Gordon's probably going to go to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so, well now I've heard you predict like three teams he's going to. Yeah, he's, so just so you can claim, oh, I predicted it just like Shady. Okay, yeah, half well, the world predicted Shady. Go uh, ahead. Uh, they didn't. Okay, they didn't predict the Chiefs. That was that was a pretty that was a pretty big take. That was, that was pretty good on my part. I need to I need to take that. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go with a kicker because. I'm a big kicker guy week over week, just picking a different kicker. Except last year when I had my boy Fairburn. So, On my team now. Yep. Shout out guy. Um, but no, I'm going to go kicker because I'm actually shocked that he's still available. I really like the Eagles this next season. I think the Eagles have one of the best offenses and one of the most complete teams in the NFL. And the fact that Jake Elliott is not on a team is kind of dumbfounding to me. I think what matters almost more than how talented the kicker is, is how good that team's offense is. Completely agree. If they're in that zone and uh, I mean, in that half of the field enough to kick, right? Yep, exactly. No, exactly. So that's why I think Jake Elliott, great kicker. He's like an average kicker, um, but on a great offense. So he's my take for kicker. I like that. All right, Derek, you got your choice between running back and defense here. All righty. So after your previous round meltdown, how do you respond? <laughs> yeah, that was a meltdown. All right. Let's go ahead and pretend that never happened. Um, let me go ahead just like and every single one of your fantasy seasons. Jesus Ooh. Christ, Paul! You can't just throw that out there when I'm about to dive in. <sighs> All right. Anyways, so um, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say the 49ers D. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna give Connor both running backs. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like just Tampa Bay is pretty questionable. Um, Jameis is going to have someone to prove, but I, I remember, was it, oh yeah, it, it was last year they like won fucking like 35 to zero. That's why. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're definitely going to have like a great start this year. The 49ers just with Garoppolo back and the defense is going to show. Okay. 49ers defense. That leaves me with the second running back as well <laughs> to round out the draft. Thank you very much there. Um, I think this week. I'm going to grab me, shocking, just released actually, I'm going to grab me some Adrian Peterson stock. Yep. Um, Both guys you said I think were John's players. Right. I and, think at and, one point. Yeah, I think John just made some last second moves to get prepared for the week. And so with that being said, I'm going with AP here who just hit our um, free agent pool. Derek, correct me there, right? Free agent pool or waiver mm-hmm. pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. It's oh, free Kyle, Kyle dropped AP. Okay. Um, I might... I might Same sort of situation here with the running backs, not being a huge uh, pool to choose from that we're super excited about, but AP maybe grabbing a decent amount of the share in Washington, battling uh, Darius Geis there um, for those carries. I think AP, being a veteran, will definitely get his chance to show what he can do. Um, If Geis doesn't take advantage of his first opportunity, expect AP to lead in carries weeks three, four, five, six, kind of that middle piece keeping the younger running back healthy towards the end of the season um he was a he was a true rb2 last year he was number 17th overall out of running backs i know it's shocking to kind of see him dip after a productive season but with washington you never really know a new quarterback i mean their offense is not going to move the ball that much it's like you said it's a good running back on a bad team you know so taking that shot can sometimes be a little scary yeah all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back, it's the time everyone's kind of been waiting for. The weekly power rankings. They've shifted quite a bit since the preseason. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Paul and Derek are excited to give you their takes. We'll be back shortly. Count pre-season. on Derek being number nine or ten. What power the? rankings on the way. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. Period. And uh, it's embarrassing. And I represent that. And... Uh, I apologize for that, but that's the best we can do. Uh, that's a sad product. And we're back. Okay, it's that time. Weekly power rankings. All the owners have been patiently, patiently waiting for this part in the podcast, and the Luke hangs on to every word of the power rankings. We know that. It determines so, so much in the outcome of the season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that, let's get underway here. At number 10, remaining at number 10, I should say, John Fishback, a.k.a. the Magical Wizards. Um, Derek, what about John's team leaves him at number 10 uh, with really no competition? I I think this was kind of a sweep at number 10 here. I'd say uh, the one thing about John's team, um, 
There's one thing really common between his team name and his actual roster, and those are they both made me L O L. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! That's a heavy shade no, at the no, roster there. Sorry, I had to, I had to say it, John. Paul, what's the position that uh, in your mind that he's weakest at? That's that's giving you fear at moving him up the power rankings. Uh, running back. Yeah, <laughs> I think that one. I'm I mean, it's, it's there. It, <laughs> and yeah. It's tough, too, because he's playing two guys that are playing on Thursday night against the best defense and then a team who doesn't have a great offense. And I think Green Bay is a great defense, too. So it's tough looking at it right now, seeing six points between his RB1 and RB2. Um, but you have Todd Gurley as your flex. So, uh, never know what can happen yeah, there. You never know what can happen well, that's, there. Uh, that's John being John there moving Todd Gurley to flex while he's starting the likes of Aaron yes, Jones and uh, who is it, David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, John, though, still has the likes of OBJ, Amari Cooper on his roster, hoping to save his day. But outside of that, still a vacant kicker position. John, please don't put me in that position. Please, please pick up a kicker. Put him in the position. <laughs> what the f- are you doing? That's just putting yourself in the position. Um, John, we don't want John to be the new rocks this league. Right. You know? Dude, come on. Granted, yeah. he's in Thailand. We'll give him that crutch for one more week. Uh, number 10. He's one of our favorites as a human. One of our favorites to play against as an owner. That's Cooper Sprung. Um, Coop, number nine. Oh, yeah, I think you said number that, 10. Uh, what? <laughs> I think you said number 10. Did I say 10 nice. again? Sorry, number nine. Yeah, yeah, Cooper um, coming in at number nine. Thanks, guys. That's why we got the squad here. Uh, Cooper comes in at number nine after what was a blockbuster trade for sure, as we mentioned earlier, picking up Thielen and OJ Howard. Um, Paul, want to go to you here. Cooper definitely has a much improved team over the number 10 position there in John. Uh, but why are you hesitant again with Cooper kind of hanging towards the bottom of the power rankings, despite having names like James Conner and Adam Thielen on the roster? Yeah, I actually just don't love his wide receivers as a whole. Um, Brandon Cooks is going to split with two other receivers and obviously a tight end. Um, Adam Thielen is not on a great offense and Stefan Diggs is, I, th- I still think the star of that team. Um, and then, yeah. And then you have carry on Johnson and James Conner who haven't quite proven themselves yet. Well, James Conner has proven himself, but this is the first time where James Conner is going to get everything. Um, and he has no true number one receiver. I don't know. I'm just, I, I get kind of scared when I see players that don't have, aren't, Super superstar potential, and I don't think he has anyone that's super superstar. You don't see potential. a lot of that on super, his super roster. Super super superstar. Superstar. Uh, superstar. Derek, over to you here. It, do you see any potential breakout stars on Cooper's roster that might save him this season? Um, I mean, like honestly, James Conner is going to be pretty consistent. But the thing is, I wouldn't really say that's going to be like a shocker because I I feel like everyone knows he's going to be like putting up consistent numbers. Or that Pittsburgh might just be ass. Well, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't know. Carry on Johnson was on my team last year, and you know it was when he was a rookie, and he was like progressively getting better and better every week. So it it went to show like he was growing through the season. So. So you're I, like you're like the guy who dates the girl and then she's the, getting more attractive and you hand, hand it off to your no, okay, better looking friend okay. in Cooper? Yeah, I mean I guess Is you that could what say you that. just told us? No, not not at all. You just said that. You put those words in my mouth. I don't think I said that. Let's move on to oh number eight God. here. Um at number eight Tyler Baggenstoss. Uh Tyler boom, boom. much higher on his team. Actually bet five dollars on himself to be the highest scorer in the Lug on uh Tuesday's show. So Tyler what a cold take. I, I agree. Very cold take because we all know that'll be me. Tyler comes in at number eight. Um, <laughs> after the recent name change, I'm surprised. I thought that might give him the boost in the power rankings. But then taking a scroll down his roster, it really looks great within those first four. Patty Mahomes, Le'Veon Bell, Josh Jacobs, Tyree Kill. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And then you move to Calvin Ridley, Eric Ebron, and Tariq Cohen. And that's where I'm a little nervous with I just those threw up. <laughs> number ones. Um, Tariq Cohen's a guy I was really high on to start the season, but I mean, uh, spoiler alert, we're watching the Thursday night game. And I think Derek just mentioned he's yet to get a carry. 
um, oh, yeah. Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah he and, and, and so that's not a good sign um, with the offensive coordinator mentioning as well that they weren't planning on giving him a bulk of carries. That came true. Um, and then Calvin Ridley being so touchdown reliant in year one. Scary as your number two. There's definitely the potential there as a rookie. He was awesome. But um, if he doesn't get all those touchdowns, it seemed like there are a lot of three to five catch games, and those are scary to play with if that's your wide receiver too. Any other thoughts on Tyler there at number eight? Yeah, I think uh, since I have free shots of Tyler, since he can't do anything back to me, uh, he's been like, oh, if you want Eckler, if you want Eckler. Right, he's been Oh, if you want Eckler. Here's the thing with Eckler. The only thing that I like about the Chargers is Phillip Rivers. He is the, the only. gunslinger, baby. He is the only true <laughs> talent to that team. And when I say true talent, I mean that offensive line is probably 27th, 28th in the NFL. So Melvin Gordon had success because he's a talented running back. And I don't think Eckler will have that same success. Interesting. Yeah. One of those situations where as like throwback to DeMarco Murray on the Cowboys, very yes. dependent on the offensive line who was the top unit in the NFL yep. that year leading to DeMarco being the leading rusher. You're saying this is more talent. Late. I, absolutely. Uh, is, I, I really, I okay. really think so. Gotcha. That's interesting. Yep. That's a good stat. I didn't know that about Melvin himself. I've, I've always I don't know it either. I, on that's, that's I don't know either. But I know their offensive line is trash. Right. Okay. No. That's it. That's yeah. I like that conclusion based on that theory. Um, Derek, you personally Talk haven't had a huge rivalry with Tyler in the past yet. No. Throwing him at number eight, there seems to be some malice there. What's up with uh, you and Tyler's lineup? Derek has rivalries. Yeah, I thought wait. he just loses. Oh yeah, no. I mean, like, oh, the tension's building. I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. We we all have rivalries with each other. Like, let's be honest. That's how the league works. I only have rivalries with winners. Oh, okay. God damn it. All right. Well, that puts me in a weird position. But let I me can't just go ahead and keep going. So, well, I am just going to go off on Tyler's team. You know, I I feel like he has been getting some hate. Um, you know, but he's been making up for it with his own words, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But, um. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's still too early to tell. It's just like there's a few teams I feel like in the league it's just like way too early to so tell. So you're undecided you, on tie to start. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> that's I'm going one. to number 7 then. If you're undecided, I'm I'm moving Russ right along and unfortunately I took the top spot in the preseason and let's just rehash what has happened since then more specifically today. Um <laughs> or I guess the news broke yesterday but Antonio Brown after solving his feet issues, after solving his helmet issues, after being the star of Hard Knocks, which was maybe one of the most boring seasons we've seen in a long, long time. Agreed. Um, gets into a fight with the GM, Mike Mayock, who, Mayock, f- feeling the need to make a point, is exploring suspending Brown. Well, actually, we'll definitely have him out of the lineup for Monday night's action um, in, the st- in the Raiders opener, and then is now exploring... Uh, apparently the option of how they can void a lot of guaranteed money out of Antonio Brown's current Raider contract. So I feel like I was pigeonholed into drafting AB at number 20. I mean, he's so talented. It was hard to pass up at 20 or 21 when you're thrown at the back end after being the first pick. So I'm not beating myself up for it, but so, so sad to see it break the one way we all knew it could um, and him go completely off the reservation here. Drops me to number six, and then I'm like, okay, well, at least I got Alshon Jeffrey good for a lucky touchdown, right? No, out today. Limited practice participant with the Eagles. Not to mention he's facing veteran corner Josh Norman this week. And then it's okay. Uh, whatever. I, I, running backs were always my way to the winning anyway. That's what I drafted for. I've got Chubb. I've got Kamara. And sleeper of the year, Damian Williams. Boom. Shady trade. So here I am now with the split backfield in my flex as well. And you know what? I deserve to be at number seven after the week I've had. I'm surprised I'm not farther down. And I think I, I don't I don't really want to hear from you guys. I think I just said it all right there. Not yeah. to tickle your testicles, <laughs> but I actually do kind of like your team. I thank I, you. I need the, I need yeah. these kind I'll, words. I'll, it was a rough week. It was a rough testicles? week. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll boost you a little bit. And mind you, this is this is coming from a lot for me because Connor and I have been trash talking each other all week on the side. Even, even just one on one text, me and Paul yeah. are just throwing out trash talk all day. Anyways, so let me just boost Connor up a little bit. I think Kamara and Chubb is the best one-two combo running back combo in the league. Bearing Damian Williams does get the, like gets the full-on start, which I think he's poised to do. You now have three of the top running backs in the league still, and I think Vance McDonald is one of the best budget tight ends. So those four players alone, and then obviously can't not talk can't talk about your team without mentioning Karimi Fairburn, which 
one of the best kickers in the league. So while you may be at seven, I still think you're really solid with Karimi Fairburn leading the charge. Karimi, it's actually pretty correct. I'm, I'm not even going to move. I'm not even going to try to correct that. I think that's spot on. Great job, Paul. Great job, Paul. Number six, my probably personal rival in the league, Jack McDonald. He moves up in the power rankings after a fortuitous week for his roster, bringing Shady McCoy the starting role, not or not not the starting role with Kansas City, but bringing him a new situation in Kansas City and a new situation on Jack's team, taking over the RB two slot. Paul, do we think? Shady as your RB2 is going to hinder Jack from moving into maybe the top echelon in the power rankings in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I don't think I, I think he's not even enough RB2 to make your team a top five team at this point. Reliability yep. wise. I think he uh, mind you, having a great skeleton for championship is what's most important right now and winning early and he has enough players to do that in Deshaun Watson in uh I think Chris Carson's great in Devonta Adams in Julio Jones and then he has Chicago and Zerlin so he has all the makings to be a good like one of the top teams but early on I don't think we'll see him as one of the best right right um Derek you take the slot at number five. Oh my god Actually, a pretty pretty solid yeah. ranking for you early in the season, uh, based on our history there. How are you feeling about that five ranking, and how about your prospects for the uh, next couple of weeks? Your roster looking primed and ready for a absolute slaughter to start the season? Yeah, I, I feel like my roster was one of the few in the league that didn't really get banged up at all this preseason. Like... You know, I literally have, like, no cues or nothing, like, in, across my roster, so it feels pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like five is pretty fitting. I feel pretty good about my team. I feel like I'm pretty consistent from quarterback to kicker. So, Paul, any comments on Derek's roster? Are you going to let him slide this week? No, I actually I, – I do – it's fine. You know what? what we'll the? let him slide this week because you yourself – Ranked right in front of Derek at number four, taking the four slot this That's week. Right. Officially in the power ranking playoffs, if they were to end today in our fiction, or I mean, in our, what is that, fictitious, there's yep, the word. There it is. Uh, power yeah. ranking playoffs, Paul, you would be the four seed. How are you feeling about that um, top half of the league? Can't be feeling too bad. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I'm looking at my roster again, and so I was talking about players that I liked on teams, and so let me just go over my list of players that I like on my team. So Jared Goff, Chris McCaffrey, Marlon Mack, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, um, Kittle, Lindsey, Philadelphia defense, Maurer, Gordon, Kirk, Henderson, Shepard, Valdez, Scantling, Hines, Is this Bill and Simmons reading the schedules or just oh, you I'm, reading your roster? My, my bad. I read every single player. You know why? Because my team is that good i mean honestly valdez scantley seven off the bench got him in the third to last round are you kidding me against one of the best defenses i'll bet you he plays in your roster maybe twice all season no i don't want to take that bet he probably yeah he he probably will but um man looks good on the bench man i you're pumped this this is it and pumped and we haven't even started yet melvin gordon i will this is my this is my formal where I think Melvin Gordon's going. So if After everyone five guesses, this is the one. This guys. is the one. But if he if it was one of those other five, count those two, okay? No, these. <laughs> this is it. He is either going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you're still giving us multiple options. No, yeah, I'm giving you two options. See, but I'm giving Buccaneers or Philadelphia Eagles. And I was saying that before the Eagles made that stupid trade. Before the Eagles said the Eagles for the first time today. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Then I was thinking it. See, the thing but, is, no matter what, within like the five things you threw out there, you're going to be like, oh, see, I told you guys. I well, that's okay. Guys. Again, that's, that's why I'm being very formal and saying Bucks and Eagles. If it's any other team or if he sits all season, I'm wrong. Okay, there we go. I will bet. You heard Derek, you you make, let, let's make no, a bet. Ten, Jesus, ten, ten bucks, he goes to bet. one of those teams. Ten bucks, he goes to one of those Shake teams. Shake on it, Derek. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. He gets ten bucks. those two teams. He gets Bucks, bucks and Eagles. Eagles. You get everyone else. How good would it feel to win two bets out of me? I mean, like that goes back to last year. So that's what I'm saying. Two bets out of me. I good, feel like good you math. can't count that. I, I mean, like five, bets start four, over. three, right, right here. Deals on. You just heard it here. Commissioner's corner deal. Second of the season. Here we go. Paul Sheffield, Derek Sanger, betting on the Melvin Gordon drama. It just got that much more intense. I'm sure you'll see the ESPN update at the conclusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> following Paul, Randall. Daytona oh my coming God. in at number three in the power rankings and he should be used to that considering he's probably set the Lug record for third place runner-up finishes 
um, in the six-year history, I believe, having three or four of them. Uh, Randall this year, poised to have another great regular season, it looks like. Um, Paul, do you think the strategy of going good players on bad teams will pay off for Randall as he kind of has that concoction mixing on his starting lineup for week one? It's crazy to me. Like, the only team that I'm, like, kind of confident will go to the playoffs is um, is Freeman from Atlanta. And, like, even then, it's like that team might not be a playoff team. Um, so that's crazy to me. But then again, he has the best running back in the league. Um, he yeah. has a, like, I'm looking. No, we, I, we, ranked no. it, we ranked him high, but, again, it's because he has all the best players. Right, on. And, and so this is, this is one where we could look back and really, really eat our uh, – eat our shit a little bit yep. because he is uh we are ranking him high based on the talent level but again that's kind of the same reason i didn't pick pick saquon first while randall took yep. him second was i was going for more of the good team um maybe not as talented player with kamara versus barkley randall went barkley and then went ahead and did that same strategy yep. throughout his whole roster with the likes of lamar jackson dalvin could Stefan Diggs, all guys we've seen be great, all guys we've seen struggle at points. So I would like to say too, right now, uh, after week one last year, I was we one and zero. Your team was good. Yes. I, well, no, I was one and zero. And you know whose team I beat? Randall Tanner. And you know I'm gonna be after this week one and zero because all have beaten Randall Tanner. Love it. Suck Love it. Pick. Throws down the gauntlet there. Paul versus Randall. Both trying to earn those 10 minutes on Monday's show. Or, I mean, on Tuesday's show, you can definitely tell. Um, David Walzer making a surprise Whoa. rocket ship-like ascent to the top of the power rankings here in week one. It's awesome to see after his monumental finish to last season, labeling um, as the Cinderella of the Lug. David continues to find that glass slipper, ranking number two in the power rankings this week. Derek, David Walser, becoming a better manager overall. What are some moves on his roster that you're admiring going into this season? Um, I mean, I, I just see consistency with the running backs and receivers. Like, I, I actually love David's team from the get-go. I remember right when we got done drafting, I did the good old – uh, post draft recap yeah run through just through every team um, it's a classic you have oh, to yeah. do it you every, got, you every, got to. every league you got, you got every draft you, you do you gotta do the post draft by yourself you didn't do that and pour yourself a little cocktail but yeah oh obviously but yeah no i just feel really solid about his team um obviously like the juju selection i think he's gonna obviously go off this year um but yeah I, that is a little bias means i'm a I, I know it is but yeah. I, i'm with you i think with David, you're seeing that managerial prowess come into play with the likes of the Mark Ingram selection and in play at Flex this week. Love that as they go against Miami, despite it being in Miami. I don't expect that team to be super juiced up. Um, expect Mark Ingram to get a pretty decent workload. And then Julian Edelman, I, I think, is a guy who has been overrated in the past, but maybe a little underrated as he's aged uh, coming into this season, coming off an injury as well. I think with Tom Brady getting a little older, wanting to get a ball out even that much quicker based on what he's already been able to do, wouldn't be a surprise if early in the season as those young receivers on the outsides get comfortable, Edelman sees a lot of work down the middle. Um and that leaves number one. It's the guy who was a part of the blockbuster along with Cooper, Kyle George. I mean, the sounds of his lineups are haunting all of our dreams right now as we head into the season. Granted, that does not bring you any sort of guaranteed wins. Um, oh, wow. Huge pick by Green Bay there to seal the game pretty much against Chicago. Trubisky showing his youth yet again. The troop sock looks shook. It does. He does look shook. Oh, yeah. It's a horrible throw. And an easy pick. Um, but Kyle's team, again, Zeke Elliott signed, so he's back. He's boasting both New England running backs uh, somewhere there on his roster. Robert Woods, Michael Thomas now complete his wide receiver oh, core. Man. And then he gets Travis Kelsey at the tight end spot. Who wants to guess the flex? Who wants to guess the flex? Second best tight end in the league last year, Zach Ertz. Wow, what a squad. Then he's just rounding out with Justin Tucker, Ramsey. Kyle's team, to me, is one of the bigger powerhouses we've seen in the last couple seasons heading into week one. That does not guarantee results, but heading into week one, one of the more 
guaranteed hits, as Derek just whispered off mic, that's dirty. Yeah, that squad's dirty. That starting lineup's dirty. I'm I'm envious. How else? How are you two feeling about Kyle? Am I am I right to be a little well, scared yeah, here? Yeah, and I'm the I'm <laughs> the one that's it's 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 laughable how many good players. I'm the he one has. that's sitting on the other side this week because I'm playing his bitch ass. And Mason Crosby, I mean, that would have been nice if he got me more than four points. But, yeah, I'm sitting at four. And Aaron Rodgers, 13. I mean, not bad, but not good. So, yeah, he's looking good. Robert Woods is his worst player, who was the – He was my best receiver last year. Yeah, I was going to say, he was, like, one of the best receivers on one of the best teams last year. And that's his worst starting player. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, like – I mean, there's no weaknesses. No, there's no. Even to the defense. It's Rams and then Justin Tucker. So, like, I mean, that's just solid as they come. Now I'm just picking at straws. But let me. can I pick at straws? Am I allowed to do that? You're allowed spot? to because he's number one. We'll allow you to pick at straws. So, Sony Michelle. And you know his confidence is way too high yeah, right now. Sony Michelle, literal glass legs. Like, those legs are going to get that him. That knee is ready to. Yeah. Okay. So, he goes down. Okay, yeah, let's pull a flex or something like that. Oh, two tight ends. So, here's what I'm hoping. I love Kyle. I think he's a great guy. I have very rarely seen two tight ends work, no matter how good. And I think it's that lack of flexibility that could end up hurting him in the long run, giving him a really another successful regular season. Oh, okay. Throwing a little postseason shade at Kyle there. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. We're going to round that out with a quick break. And when we come back, short little segment to round out the pod. That's going to be the one reason we think all 10 teams in the loo can pull out a victory here in week one. Don't go away just yet. We'll be back shortly. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game, period. And uh, it's embarrassing. And I represent that. And, uh, I apologize for that, but that's the best we can do. Uh, That's a sad product. Okay, last segment of the week. Um, We mentioned it before the break. It's going to be the one reason Paul and Derek think each team in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen can pull out a week one victory. So we're just going to go in that same order of the power rankings because John's been waiting a while to hear his team mentioned um, after being our 10th ranked. (coughs) Sorry, John. Um, (laughs) Derek, I want to start with you as we talk about Fishy's team here. What's the one reason you see John can win this week, whether it be his roster or something maybe about his ownership characteristics that are gonna that could allow him to pull off the victory? You're not guaranteeing it, but why do you see a possibility? Well, number one, kid's gotta throw a kicker in the lineup. I mean, come on. But let's let's say he does. Um, I, I'd say Jimmy. Like I, I was saying this earlier against Tampa Bay, I feel like Jimmy's got something to prove. Not the best preseason, but I feel like he's going to go off for five touchdowns. Or Love I, it. If he does, I feel like that can carry John to a win. Love it. Jimmy G breakout performance, that's exactly what we're looking for in terms of the reasonings. Paul, when it comes to John Fishback, what's your one reason he can pull out a victory here in week one? Todd Gurley continues to prove that he's still the best running back and OBJ starts to have a record-breaking season, both of which are very possible. I like that. You guys just threw down very realistic possibilities, and that's what this segment is all about. Um, As we move over to number nine, Cooper Sprunk, again, I I can't bring up his name this week without mentioning that trade, receives Adam Thielen, OJ Howard this week, sends out Michael Thomas. What's the one reason Cooper can respond to all those trade haters and pull out a victory in week one in the Battle of L.A. against Jack? Uh, kind of the opposite of what I was saying before, but Jack's team just doesn't perform. Which so I think, he has to rely on yeah. Jack's team not to perform, which I think is very realistic okay. with a lot of Jack's matchups this so week. So Cooper's Cooper's more focused on the opponent this week in terms of he, you think his team's gonna throw out the performance consistent enough. enough to get a win as long as Jack's team doesn't yep. pop off. Exactly, love that, Derek Cooper. Why? Why can he do it? Tell I me. mean, I mean, I feel Make like me believe it. <laughs> I feel like it just makes total sense. Adam Thielen is playing Atlanta, Kyle's favorite team. I'd say Thielen has four touchdowns. And You're Cooper, calling backfire potential. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love I Derek. I love it. backfire I potential. It. Great call sense, there by Derek. Man. Okay, he's calling out Kyle's team too. Great that was take. Well that, done, Derek. Best take you've ever had. Hell Honestly, yeah. the best take you've oh ever had. Oh, my God. I feel so important. Backfire take. I love that one. I can't get over it. I'll try to, though, as we move to number eight. Tyler Baggenstoss back in the fray. Um, hard to take shots at Baggy. We all love Baggy, of course. But he's Ty- a bitch. Oh, wow. Okay. Apparently not that hard as Paul drops that uh, little thought there. 
he's got the talent. You're seeing it at the top there. Pat Mahomes, Le'Veon Bell, Tyree Kill. Are those the reason Tyler gets the win this week? Or or in your guys' mind, where where does Tyler score a W? I think Mahomes will get his points. Uh, Calvin Ridley taking touchdowns from Julio Jones like he does every beginning of the season. So I think if Calvin Ridley has at least a touchdown, that's huge. Every beginning of the season, as in the one that Ridley's played, which yes, was last year. So, exactly. Every it. season. Okay. That he, so, every one year. So 100% that I've, what I said has been true. No, yeah. Yep. I'm not saying it was. Just every one year they've played together, and then that has And Josh happened. Jacobs continues to play what we've seen him play. Like when he was in, in college. running back at Alabama. Yes, exactly. he is also a rookie. Yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting points there, Paul. <laughs> um, Derek, are you as bullish on uh, Tyler's roster, or is it something about him as an owner that gets him the dub? I mean, honestly, I, I feel like this kind of um, goes back to like what Paul was saying the last round. Who, whoever it was who he was playing against, um, who Cooper was playing against, I feel like it's just like Jack. on David. Yeah, I feel like it's just like on David. Like He needs some guys to So Ty's rooting it for the other team to fail, yeah, too. Yeah. Okay, wow. We got harsh critics here in the room with us tonight. They're 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 saying that these rosters can't do it themselves. I mean, just because David seems really good. I'm just saying, opinion. expect some shade this season. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think everyone's going to rest so easy with that. And as you're expecting that shade, be careful with number seven because it's my team. Why can I pull out a win this weekend? I don't know if you can. Uh, you already said <laughs> no. <it's> my team. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I think uh, much similarly to OBJ, Nick Chubb just proves he's a stud, which. I think is a very likely scenario. Um, I sure hope so. Yeah, as a as a longtime Browns fan myself as well. Yeah, I uh, know you, you, me and you have kind of always lived in that Cleveland shadow that's been uh, daunted over our franchise until this season. We finally waited long enough. Tortured Browns fans coming together. Paul, meet me in the middle there. Let's celebrate this thing the way it should be with the Super Bowl championship. We've only been waiting since 1999, since the Browns came back. Dog pound. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, um, <laughs> after that little rant, Derek, agreed with Paul there that Nick Chubb can set some milestones there in Cleveland uh, following one Jim Brown. Maybe bring Connor Brown, Connor Scott, either same thing, tried to make it work, a championship this year. Uh, I mean... Nick Chubb is nice and everything, but let's talk about that one player in your receiver slot, your second receiver slot, I think. Um, Alshon Jeffrey. I feel like he's your X factor. I feel like if he plays, you're winning. If he doesn't, you're losing. Wow. Interesting take. No, I like it. I mean, we are talking about week one. You said the one reason I can win this week, Alshon Jeffrey, is a big reason, and I agree, actually. I think there's potential he could four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown will be the key um, if he can nab one. I think I got a victory in, uh, against John. Let's move on to number six. That would be Jack McDonald, defending champion. Um, I, I really hope you don't go with the ownership prowess when it comes to this one. But why Why is Jack poised to score a, a win in week one? Greg the leg. Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> short and sweet it's greg the leg wouldn't um, be surprised to be that a repeat uh answer here on this segment for jack mcdonald i'd say i'd i'd say Lashawn mccoy just if he can like kind of shock the haters that he's still got what it takes and ends up doing something on kansas city wow okay two interesting picks there for jack J- greg the leg and the old beat up LaShawn McCoy moving to a new team. I like it, though, because if either of those guys go off, I think Jack's in a good spot. Um, Derek, hmm? we're going to you for number five, so I get to take your spot in this oh. one and tell you why you might win this week. Luckily, I'll give Paul the first shot because I don't know how nice he'll be. What the? Um, Paul, why can Derek pull out a dub? Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, uh, yikes. Dude, oh, on, yikes. Man. No, I'm kidding. I uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Spotlight, Monday Night Football. I mean, goes off, goes off. Yep. I I think Derek can win because, well, he's got Baker Mayfield lining up in the QB position for him. I mean, that's a guarantee. Dog pound. There you go, Derek. There you go, Derek. (laughs) Fuck the Steelers. Um, No, I take the who. I also think, what if Derek Henry continues his postseason fantasy tear and opens this year with a uh, hundred plus point performance as Baker Mayfield's out dueling the Tennessee Titans. Derek Henry keeps. Derek Sanger in his fantasy matchup and ends up leading him to a victory. Watch Derek Henry Baker Mayfield combo scoring a rare victory for Derek Paul number four. That means I get to take your spot. Derek leading off with you. Um, Paul showed some mercy on you there. Why do you like Paul's team this week? I, I guess why am I forcing you to like Paul's team this week? Um, 
yeah that's a better way to put it um yeah i don't know i i feel like this is like the first time i'm actually gonna go ahead and throw it to the coaching or like the actual like yeah the actual, yeah he only led his team to two and ten last no year. well that's okay well this kind of goes to creativity and i feel like the players are just gonna piggyback off it the team name oh my god 10 out of 10 what is um, it two girls one cup ah you know you got it i mean it, it's just though it's just unbelievable but uh, yeah, I feel like the players are really just going to piggyback off that, and just because he's going in with such positive spirit and such a great name, I feel like he's really going to get the job done this week. I like uh, the reason I think Paul's going to win this week or could win this week is actually the worst player in his starting lineup, Marlon Mack. I oh think Marlon God. Mack is going to get a huge workload as they welcome Jacoby Brissett to the starting lineup. I w- I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of dump off passes um, and a decent amount of carries to go along with it. Maybe a 10 and 10 type performance in terms of 10 rushes, 10 catches for Marlon Mack or something close. And and I think that's going to be a big difference maker in the early season um, for Paul. And then we'll see Philip Lindsay kind of take over that RB2 spot as the season progresses and Paul plays a little more with that flex. Mel- Melvin Gordon. If he plays. When he plays. This season, I doubt he plays. Um, He's not playing. Not playing. Randall at number three. Uh, Paul. Why can Randall lead his team against you? I know this is painful, but uh, but what could he do to score a victory? I'm very intrigued to see if he... Who's his backup quarterback? Okay, Matt Ryan. I'm intrigued to see if he starts Lamar Jackson over Matt Ryan because I because I don't because I don't know because I don't know. If, trying to psych you out a little bit. Yeah, it, it's working. Yeah, it, it's for sure working. I like I, that. A little mental warfare. It, it's, again, 100 working. Uh, but he needs Minnesota to do well. And that's going to be his key every week if he's going to have their number one receiver and number one running back. He needs Minnesota to perform well. Um, Atlanta's a good team. They're not a great team. Um, So if Minnesota does all right, then I think Randall has a good shot at victory, Uh, if if it was any team besides mine. Okay, of course you have to throw that little note in there. Um, Derek, are you pretty high on Randall's team this week? Do you like the good players on bad teams this week, or is that going to come or prove to be – difficult to overcome for randall's lineup here in week one what part of it are you looking to help him pull out a victory over paul um i'd say i'd say lamar jackson just because i feel like you know he can we we don't really know what his full potential is like i mean yeah we saw him at the end of the year last year but um, you know, we're, we haven't seen him take on a full season, and it's just going to be really interesting to see whether or not his legs are. Oh, the give kid's him got his, wheels. Yeah, the oh, yeah. I know wheels. he's got wheels, but if it's going to be able to like, because I mean, yeah, his arm isn't like the accuracy has been. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been debated. Yeah. Um, but I think Randall's set. I, I think it's funny. No one talking about Saquon against Dallas. I, I'd like to see his debut this season and how New York goes about using him in what should be a toss away kind of a year. Um, I hope that doesn't bite my first selection right back in the ass come the end of the season as it could. David, we talked about him earlier, grabbing that number two spot. A lot of reasons he can win this week. Derek, pick your favorite. Uh, what do you love when it comes to David? Um, I mean, he's sitting at number two. So, like I said, he's he's pretty much a Rolls Royce as we head into the season. Pick yeah. your favorite feature. Um, let's see here. Uh, I like Mark Ingram. Just you know, he's he's got something to prove in Baltimore. I um, do too. I, I think that's a. I wanted him on my team during the draft. I thought that was a sneaky pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely like him. I, I expect like uh, him to get the win if Mark Ingram can get like two or three touchdowns. I mean, that's setting the bar damn high for a flex. I mean, two or three touchdowns to get the win. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a horrible position. Uh, Paul, I hope it's something a little easier on David's roster. Well, he has a fun matchup with the Sunday night matchup between New England and uh, Pittsburgh. And so he gets to watch Juju there um, as well as, where was it, Edelman. So, Baron, that's a high-scoring game, which I think it very well could be. I think uh, the key to victory is that game goes both teams well into double digits. And lastly, one Kyle George. Uh, Aaron Rodgers actually only ends up with 12 points in the 10-3 victory tonight. So maybe not off to the elite start from the elite QB that he wanted, but as we just (laughs) got finished up mentioning, an absolute juggernaut of a lineup. Derek, want to start 
with you again on this one. Paul Mon- mentioned Robert Woods, but I see Michael Thomas sitting there. Is that a big reason? Ja- uh, I mean, sorry, excuse me. Kyle is headed towards a win here in week one. Yeah, I mean, that that's. I'll just go ahead and uh, go off that because I could see Michael Thomas and DeAndre going back and forth on that Monday night game. And, um, yeah, if Michael Thomas can, like, really get the job done, I hate to say it being on the other side, but he could get the W. Yeah, that's a tough position to be in. I mean, we'll get the W. Oh, the, Paul. Dude, you can't And then we hear that. you chiming in there. You're guaranteeing a W, and why is that? Well, he's playing Derek. What? And then the other thing is if literally every single one of his players played at half the level that I think they're going to play week one, he'd come out with a victory. What? Yeah, uh, we talked about What are you talking about? Dude, that's not even a diss at Derek. I'm not even trying to diss Derek. I've been dissing in this. Yeah, time. but. No, that's like, I feel that confident Kyle's team going this early in the season. All right, fine. That if all players are fine, realistically three quarters, what I think they'll be week one, he'll get the win. And with that, Derek, obviously not mad at all. Um, <laughs> sitting over here to the side, shaking his head. Dude, I haven't done that in like two years. <laughs> you got to love the banter to end the show. We're wrapping up here in Commissioner's Corner. Thursday night football just wrapped up as well. Green Bay scores a 10-3 to victory over Chicago in the opener. Not going to say snooze fest, but we are damn happy to have football back. We're damn happy to have fantasy football back. Love Thanks it. for listening in. For Paul and Derek, I'm Kamish Khan. What a time to be alive. I'm Derek Singer. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. Peace out. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.